0: This is Off Air, the Juicy Designer podcast for creatives. I'm Abby from Abby Design. And I'm Katie from Wildflower Design Co. And we're here to share the secrets behind what it's really like to own a freelance design business. So, welcome to this juicy episode where we are going to be having a really honest chat all about pricing, and we have a very special guest with us today. So we have Millie from MJP Multimedia, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all and explain who she is and what she does. Oh, I'm so excited to be on. Um,
1: so my <laughs> name's Millie, and yeah, as Abby said, I'm from MJP Multimedia, so I am a multidisciplinary, if, such a mouthful to say, multi that multidisciplinary <laughs> designer. So I do everything from branding design to uh, illustration, packaging, print and even web design and all that sort of fun stuff that comes with the coding too and content creation as well. So I do an awful lot of fun stuff. Um, I've been freelancing for near on four years now alongside while I was at uni. Um, I graduated last summer so I've been working full time since then as a freelancer. Um, Or independent designer, because technically you're not freelancing for anyone. Um, But um, yeah, so that's me. Um, And yeah, I guess I'm here to talk about pricing, something that I've definitely struggled with. And I know that most designers have. So I'm looking forward to speaking about this one. No,
2: we really wanted to do like a juicy episode all on pricing, because I feel like it's one of the most asked questions I get. Like, how do I price myself? Um, So we have a question that we want to jump into this with. We want you to tell us your most nightmare pricing story. I'm going to give you full reins to just go off on it.
1: <laughs> okay, I can, I can definitely talk about this one. Okay. I know for a fact that the, the client will definitely not listen to this podcast. But um, not any sort of shame, but she's just not the designer, <laughs> so she's not going to care. Um, Yeah, so um, I think I'm safe. So <laughs> this time last year while I was still at uni, um, I was approached by um, a friend of mine who is also happens to be uh, quite a big name on instagram and she wasn't as big of a name then but she is definitely now um who was coming out with a new product range Ooh, i know what this she is wanted, <laughs> yeah i've told you guys this story before um so she not dropping any names but she <laughs> needed a logo for this new product and sort of community that she was building um, which was all fine. I wasn't charging very much for logos at the time, and I shouldn't have been either because my strategy was not there, my process was not there. I I didn't. I shouldn't have been charging a lot. So it was it was fine in terms of that part of it. And um, provided her a, a sort of rough brand identity and a few logo variations, all fine. And then she asked if I could help out in designing the products, and the products was a um, a journal slash diary design. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I can. I can help out, thinking, oh, that would just mean, like, tidy up some pages and stuff. I lost months of my life to this project. Oh, my God. And because I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of, one, pricing, and, two, scoping out a brief and working out exactly what somebody needed from me, I'm massively undercharged for it. And this person is now um, running a very successful full-time influencer-style business, quit her full-time job selling thousands and like thousands upon thousands of this thing and i charged 250 pounds including the brand identity for this project oh that (laughs) makes me feel sick oh my god every time i think about it it just infuriates me it's one of the reasons i always try and
2: like stay away from things like stationary design or even like products that are going to be sold on and if i was to do something like that i would always charge like a commission fee
1: oh don't if i if i ever think about what i could have made if i would just said like even like two percent commission,
0: I <laughs> just mm-hmm. I would be like. I think it's so hard to know what to charge when it's something like that, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like oh God, more yeah, of a that...
2: specific
0: thing yeah. that you're not used to. So
2: specific. Yeah, definitely. But it was definitely a good lesson. I mean I think we all have our own sort of nightmare pricing stories and I think as a whole industry there's always situations that get talked about a lot um so I think we're going to be sort of diving into a lot of those today we have a lot of um really great things to get into and I'm going to start it off by asking do you charge an hourly rate or a project work rate and why and I think we're going to discuss this a little bit as well.
1: Okay so I um, am very against uh, sharing an hourly rate with your clients. Yeah. And I know that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you guys are the same. Yeah. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have an idea of an hourly rate in your head. But if you... Um, I know you did a post about this recently, Casey, mm-hmm. um, About if... It, it penalises you for working fast. Yes. So if you're a quick, quick worker... Doesn't mean that you're working too fast and you're not spending enough time yeah. on the on the projects. It just means that you're a quick worker. You shouldn't be penalised for working quickly. But at the same time, it is very helpful, especially when you're first starting out, to know what sort of rate you would like to be on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, in terms of like trying to work out, say, okay, this project's going to take me three days. If you have like an idea in your head of how much you should earn per hour, it's very hard to work it out. It's nice to have the idea in your head, and and some projects especially if you say work with external agencies or you're doing um ad hoc work for people sometimes you will need to have an hourly rate um which is difficult to to work out but we can go into that in a bit but yeah
2: yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about my strategy for coming up with pricing and obviously you guys can can share yours as well Mm -hmm. um but time is definitely something that i do include but personally I charge a project rate or more sort of packaging rates I have like set packages that I sort of go off um but I always include time as a factor in that pricing so if I know that it's going to be a six-week project obviously that's going to be a factor versus a like three-week project obviously it's not as gonna it's not going to take up as much time so it's not going to cost as much but I don't base that on an hourly rate if that makes any sense
0: yeah I think it's really hard to know W- how like fast you work at the start as well mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely so, like, when when I first started like some projects that I thought would take me like two hours ended up taking me like six hours mm-hmm. which is why I didn't start charging hourly because I knew like I don't actually know how long projects are taking me at the moment and I think as you progress and as you book more clients you you kind of get an understanding how long stuff's going to take you and you can base it off of that I think when I sort of
2: started Wildflower which is what just I think maybe just under a year into my business I finally came up with a timeline for how long things would take on average I'd be sort of like okay in the first week this is what happens in the second week this is what happens but I wouldn't be like oh that specific thing takes like four hours because I just sort of give myself a certain amount of time for each section of the project if that makes sense yeah um but yeah 100% knowing how quickly you work like I personally am a really fast worker yeah um I work really quickly (laughs) like sometimes I've done past Fashion projects in like a couple of hours and I've like completely finished them but um sometimes like I remember when I was speaking about this because I did a post a little while ago on it and I had a couple of comments like surely if you're not spending as much time on it you're not fleshing out the project enough and not experimenting enough and
1: that is not true no no that's not the case some people do work faster than others yeah. like mm-hmm. you somebody could somebody could spend three times as long on a project that one of us could perhaps do quicker and it be nowhere near as good and in the same way like somebody could do yeah it's just it just isn't a variable it's it's really hard to describe
2: just because you work fast it doesn't mean you're not you know working as hard on it it's just that you do things quicker like when i put a logo together it just takes me a really quick amount of time to do that in illustrator because i know the program yeah I know you what have this
0: yeah you've
1: got the skills you've exactly. been doing
0: it for however yeah. long and you know
1: you the best, know your way around it the best way to, to put it into words is um it's a paula share quote um you've probably both heard it before but um mm-hmm. it's it, it may take me an hour to do this piece of design work, but it's taken me 34 years to learn how to do it in an hour. Exactly. That's exactly it. The more
2: skilled you are, the less time it generally takes you to do something. Yeah. So why would you pay less money for the more skilled person if you're that's doing it. an hourly rate? I, it do just you know doesn't really
0: I think sense. that's the same for any business owner mm-hmm. no matter what you do if you're a personal trainer you're a nail technician like it's going to be the exactly the same thing mm-hmm. like depending on how skilled you are how long it's going to take you if you're new it's going to take you longer but if you've been doing it for years like it's going to take you a shorter amount of time yeah it's part
1: it's part of the expertise of being that's it in your field so as you become more experienced as you become more skilled at what you do you do get quicker and that's the thing as well, like, you never know how long a project's. Well, I don't anyway, I'm rubbish at <laughs> working out like timelines and stuff. But, like, one project might, I might be able to get a whole proposal knocked out in like four hours. And then, one, yeah. pro, one pro, another project. I'm still staring at it four days later because that's it. it's just
0: yeah. So you never know, like designs like that, isn't it? There's so many things as well that you have to take into consideration. So like if you're feeling okay on that day, mm, like exactly. that can have an effect on how long stuff takes you. If your client isn't replying to you and you're waiting a week for them to get back oh, to you, 100%. that's gonna take you. It's gonna it's gonna take you longer.
2: I'm not going to be chatting too much about it today, but I do have late fees if my client doesn't respond to emails in time. See, and I don't I have that. I always tell them. Do I, I always tell my clients at the start of a project cuz they they'll say, "Oh, how long is it going to take?" I say, "It could take 2 weeks, mm. it could take 6 weeks. Yeah, it depends how quickly you respond. If you take an a week to give me feedback, it's obviously going to take, take longer, longer than yeah. if you replied yeah. to me within a day." Um so yeah, I do have late fees if my clients don't respond quickly
1: enough. <laughs> Part of me wants to do late fees, part of yeah, part of me's scared to. But like mm. I, there's a project that I'm working on at the moment and I love the project. It's client's great, but she, she's a nightmare at replying. Oh, and I was no, looking yeah. I was looking back through because I was making some little like project trackers the other day and I was writing down dates and stuff. And I was like, we started this project in September. And oh, like wow. I haven't even sent over the proper finalised proposal yet because everything just keeps like moving around. I'm just like, yeah, just put it on like a on the slow burner it's fine. But I was like, that's been five months. (laughs) Yeah, I think I need to start working (laughs) to some stricter timelines. I
2: think it's important to touch on the fact that there are so many different methods to pricing your work. I personally do something called value-based pricing, which I've not long put into action, but let me tell you when I say it's completely transformed the way I'm approaching my project. Oh, it's so important. (laughs) 100%. So if you, if you don't know what value-based pricing is, it's essentially, so me personally, the way I do it is I'll have like a minimum price for each of my packages. And then if I get a client um, approach me or fill out an inquiry form, I ask them what their budget is. Now, this isn't so that I can go, okay, your budget's five grand, so I'm going to charge you five yeah. grand and get all that money out of you. That is not it at all. Different levels of businesses have different values on branding. So obviously a smaller startup, say nail technician, isn't going to have as much value in the branding as a bigger skincare company, let's say. So they're obviously going to have more money to invest. They're going to see more value in it, which is why it's called value-based pricing. Um, so yeah, if a client approaches me and they say, oh, I've got a 10 grand budget and I'm sat here going, okay, so my prices are 1,000 pounds. <laughs> that is just it, 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 it's stupid. You know, you might as yeah. well you know get out of that what you can without sounding as like self-centered
0: as possible <laughs> see that's something that I've done recently not I don't um, do my packages like value-based like you do but I have mm-hmm. put in um, a budget thing on my inquiry form so mm-hmm. I will now know how much my client's budget is going to be and I kid you not it has boosted my confidence so much just knowing the budget so like the very bottom of what mm-hmm. my client is going to Put on this project, it's just, it's honestly such a game changer. And I thought, looking at it, I thought, like, oh god, it's so awkward asking sort of your client for what their budget is, but people are so happy to put it there. Um, and it's just something that I've never thought about. And Katie, you no. were the one that told me about
2: yeah putting, putting the budget I think on it there. Was- I think it was Pim Preston Designs that suggested that to me because she's done it for a long time. And yeah. it, it, when I tell you, it changed the game. Because then also on the other side of things, if you get somebody that inquires with you and their budget is way below what you charge, you don't have to almost waste the time writing That's out it. a big like sales pitchy email as to why they should be investing 10 times that in branding because it's <laughs> yeah. just it's just not worth your time. Um, but yeah, definitely adding a budget option to your like inquiry form is a really good idea um and if you get a client that doesn't feel comfortable with telling you what their budget is they just write in the box like oh you know I'd rather know what you charge or they'll say NA or whatever which is fine because then obviously you can just reply to them and tell them but
0: but yeah so what so what do you do Millie what sort of packages do you do do you do it value-based or are you more just like winging it because <laughs> i used to <laughs> honestly i used to i i do still it's so hard to like come up with prices and i will mm-hmm. admit like mine i do wing mine sometimes depending on the client uh-huh. and what's in their package i've plucked my prices out of thin air before
2: i just went like okay, yeah okay that much that'll do
0: and i i'm i still do that sometimes i have like a basis of what my bottom like my startup Mm -hmm. package is and I know that like that is like my lowest point of my budget and what I'm going to but then depending on what people are putting on the package what design it is what style it is that's when Mm -hmm. I sort of just wing it and just pull up a price which is really bad um so if
2: somebody comes to you and they want some like overly complicated like illustrated logo it's obviously more time and skill
0: that's exactly what i do yeah charge depending on the style and what is in the package so So i don't know what you do
1: essentially what i do so the thing is as us designers we hate numbers right i hate pricing Uh i absolutely hate this aspect of it this is why we have to talk about it um so my worst nightmare would be to have every single client that approaches me we have to start again from scratch and like reprice it so mm. i do have like set sort of what i would call like my standard packages so a certain offering that i would charge charge a certain cost for but i also try to look in terms of like a value-based um, yeah. approach so if somebody comes to me and says um I, basically I only need... I just want a brand to spice up my social media. And you can tell they're tiny, they're startup. I know know that they're literally... They're going to want maybe two variations of a logo, a color palette, maybe some highlight icons. And I will pitch that to them at a lower price than say I would do a full brand identity for a new product-based business that's going live. Yeah, you definitely explain that much better than I did,
2: but that is essentially what value-based
0: is. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: essentially that. So if you think about it, say McDonald's just had their rebrand or like Burger King and that, they would have spent millions on that and that's because they are huge companies. They also worked with very reputable branding agencies, of course, but they also are going to see a much higher return in investment because they're such a big company. Yeah. Whereas say your next door neighbour who's starting a beauty business is obviously not going to see that return on investment because she's running a beauty no. business from her don't know shed down in her garden or something. So you have got to look at the positions that people are in and what they're really willing to, to pay for that.
2: Yeah. I've that recently sense. introduced um, a mini brand package which is essentially half the price of my lowest package yeah. um that just is like a lot less of the deliverables because sometimes i know in the past when i've worked with smaller businesses i do like a whole brand guidelines document and i just know that the client never clicks on it because they just don't yeah. Need yeah. to use it so this mini brand package is just a much smaller version for those smaller businesses yeah. and i think that's you know a really
1: great way to approach things if you're worried about yeah. raising
2: your prices one thing you do um, have to be
1: careful about with that though is people who because i've been I've been looking at doing a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the worry is that if people don't really understand branding, everybody will just go for the lowest option. Because exactly. they want the, they want the quick why. and the easy.
2: I don't advertise it on my website or anywhere for that matter. I would just have that where if somebody came in with an inquiry and their budget's a bit lower and they're looking for this thing and can be like, okay, so actually I do this package, which isn't advertised, but I can do this for you. Um, and that sort of helps prevent that kind of thing <laughs> from happening because because you can imagine if if some big company's like oh my god i can get it for less i might as well just do
1: that one so no exactly that so that, that you shouldn't really be advertising your prices in that way because it means mm-hmm. that people will what they call like price shop so they see it yeah, as like a, exactly. a commodity that it has a certain price to it rather than seeing the value of what you're actually providing so, do um, you share your prices on your website? I don't. No. Or anywhere. No, no.
2: Me neither. No.
1: Same. Um, I'm a big believer of the fact that you should. Essentially, you need to sell the service before you tell them the price. Yeah. So yes. there's a really good example that's in um the price. The psychology of graphic design pricing is called by Mike Janda. Um, mm. highly recommend the book. A really good uh example in there about the, well, it was like an iPhone or an iPad. I can't I can't remember what it was, but essentially they did like the apple launch and this guy stood on stage and he told everyone how amazing this new product was so everybody's already bought into what the product Mm -hmm. is and they're like oh my god i need it it sounds amazing look at all of these like what it's going to provide to me this is just so good and i do this with my clients i always tell them what i do what it's going to bring to their business Mm -hmm. and i get them all excited and then i say and then you say the price
2: Yeah, I do that as well. The pricing always is at the very bottom of the email because I talk about, oh yeah, so I'm a Squarespace web designer and I have all this skill in custom coding and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, and this is how much it's going to cost. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'd
1: leave it till the very end. So if people were to land on your website or your Instagram highlights or anything like that and see the price first, they're not even going to bother to look at the value
0: behind what you're offering.
1: Mm -hmm. They're just going to see the
0: price and then move on. Do you think some people like to know a sort of, the lowest of your costs of what it's gonna be. Because sometimes, say, if I'm going onto a website, I like to know like, or or, like an around cost, not an overall cost, but basically like what they're starting from. And I think not having it can sometimes put people off and do you know what I mean? Like get them off your website. And... and
2: obviously one of the common things is we always get DMs, like how much do you charge? That's how, it, much yeah. you charge how much do you charge? Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's, there's a way to approach that. Sometimes I'll get a few messages like, oh, I was just looking for an idea of like roughly like yeah. what, you're char- what you charge. And I think that's totally fine because, you know, some people are like, there's no point in me inquiring with this person if I can't yeah. afford them. I kind of try and think of, of it from the other way around. Like if I was hiring say, yeah. a copywriter I would want to know is this a hundred pound job or a thousand pound job so I
0: know sort of if I can afford it essentially. Um, See that's what I was thinking of like putting on my website like a start cost of what it was because I, when I put my inquiry form live, I still had a few low budgets and it's just if they knew what my price was then maybe Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have inquired but I don't know what I think the best thing to do is I've
1: been thinking about this a lot because I was having a a chat recently with one of my friends who's getting married so this is completely unrelated but it's a good sort of analogy so she's getting married and she said that from her point of view if she was to say go onto a website for a florist and Mm -hmm. she couldn't see how much they charge she would just move on and find another florist because she she didn't have the time when she was sort of looking between providers she didn't have the time to be like oh i'm gonna have to bring her and ask her so but the problem is asking how much for a logo is like asking how much for a house i know like, they're all different yeah, it's and totally it's, different. so i think one good way of doing it would be to show off a project so say for example if people say how much does this cost show off an example of a project show what you provided show the results from it and then say i charge this much for this yeah so people can yeah so essentially like when you if somebody was to approach an estate agent and say how much for a house they would say well this house costs this much and this house costs this much and they're going to be completely different because there's completely different stuff involved so that's like what bugs me when people come to you and go how much for a logo and it's like hmm
0: (laughs) that's such (laughs) a question like because there's so much involved Is that because people are just so unexperienced within the branding that they Oh yeah, people don't know about it, do they? So like if they were to go to like a nail tech, they would say like, oh, how much for these nails? And the nail tech would be able to probably tell you because it's Mm -hmm. a lot simpler than what a a whole branding package would be. And I think a lot of people just don't have a clue about what goes into a logo and a branding Mm -hmm. project.
2: I think whether you choose to advertise your prices is a totally personal thing. Yeah. I think a lot of larger designers tend not to do it, but I think it, you know it's, a, it's totally up to you what you do. I personally don't like to put my prices on there because even before when I was saying, oh, starts from X amount, I would just end up charging that and not increasing it at all. So did you? Um, so used I find to, it quite limiting. When you were like back in yeah. the day,
0: did you used to put your exact prices? Like for example, yeah. for me on my website and my Instagram stories, I would put exactly how much a project would cost mm-hmm. someone, and that was the final price.
2: Yeah, so I had um, before Wildflower, so it's only recently I've stopped advertising my prices. um, I used to have like, we're gonna get into a little bit what we charge soon. um, But I have sort of say three set uh, packages and then I'd be like, okay, so this particular one starts at X amount. But then I would just never increase that amount. I would just always go
0: with that. That that is exactly what I did. And like, if it was a say an illustrative styled logo, I would be charging the same for just a typography based logo, and I'd have to put in a lot more hours for the illustrative logo. And yeah, it, yeah you can't charge the same, can you? <laughs> no, it's it. Bugs so I mean, me. I think
2: choosing the way that you go about things, if you do value based pricing or not, if you advertise your pricing or not, it is a really personal thing, and I think trial and error and just sort of trying to figure out what works for you is is the best way to go about things. I think something that you've spoken about before, Millie, that is something that quite you know resonated a lot with me is how are you supposed to know what to charge if you don't know what other people are charging? Um, so I think this it- is why I think
1: you should be talking about it. <laughs> like yeah. everybody should be talking about it because it is so hard. And this was something that I was going to bring up earlier is that um, a really good formula that I like to use for pricing is you think about your production costs, so Mm -hmm. your expenses, whether that's in life or as a designer, so like your rent, but also how much you spend on software and fonts and that sort of thing. So your production costs, your market value, so what are other people charging for this? What are other people managing to make from this sort of service? And then also your client budget. So essentially, you want to be charging as much as your client will accept that's also within your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. that you're happy to charge
2: yeah that's a really interesting way to look at it I mean I have I think every designer has their own formula and I think there are so many different ways you can look at things I personally um do so your outgoing costs as you said so this can be anything from like you said it can be your rent for where you're living or it could be you know internet whatever um your experience, so how long you've, not necessarily even how long you've been doing it, but how many clients you've worked with and, you know, things like that. Um, The amount of deliverables you're giving, obviously a bigger package is gonna cost more, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Your skill, um, it's really hard to measure this on your own, but normally you can tell sort of how well perceived your work is by others. Um, Your demand, so if you're getting booked, quickly frequently if you're getting a lot of inquiries you're in demand so that is definitely something to consider and then also time it takes to complete the project yeah. so for me there are like a lot of factors that go into it and they're all things that you know you can consider it's totally up to you obviously tax is something as well um sometimes I'll do all of that and work it out and then then sort of add tax on top of that because obviously that does get deducted at, at the end of the year and sort of you know, work out your personal and your business expenses, then add tax and then add
1: profit. That's another way to look at it. Yeah, that is, yeah, I was essentially to say the
0: exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's so much that goes into it, isn't it? When you actually think about everything that you're oh, delivering, 100%. it's crazy.
2: I think it's why sometimes I get a bit confused when you get these pages that like charge 30 pound for a logo, because i you know, from my perspective, I wouldn't be able to make a living on that particular amount of money. I mean, I guess it depends how many they're booking, like they could do a project in a day. But as like a, a professional branding studio and agency or like just a freelancer or individual designer or whatever, there are lots of different factors that you need to consider because at the end of the day, if this is your sole career or even just your like side career and you're trying
1: to move yeah. into
2: it, it's important that you're making enough money from it that's actually
1: worth your time. The thing is, I think as long as you are providing the value that matches the cost. So mm-hmm. it's, it makes me sad when anybody is undervaluing themselves. So, wh- yeah. whatever it is that you're doing, if you're not charging enough for it, then, like, that's... Th-
0: th- 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 there's something that's got to be done there. <laughs> at the start, though, I did not value myself. And yeah, that but showed, that's, a, that's a beginner thing. And yeah, yeah all beginners with my prices. have that
1: problem. And I think that's fine, because if I was to jump into it at the start and say, right, £500 for a logo... No. I would have... People would be buckled. like, why? Yeah, but I also would have <laughs> buckled from the pressure, because I wouldn't have felt like I deserved £500 for a logo. No. Mm-hmm. I charged like 50 quid for logo at the start because I needed the experience I needed to learn what what I was good at I was I was still learning on the job so I couldn't charge people premium prices when I didn't Mm -hmm. have the experience the skill the expertise like required to actually justify those prices
2: exactly and I think that's something
1: that can almost get a
2: bit lost in translation you know we can sit here and be like charge more charge more but if you're a start out designer it's not always possible to do that um I think something that would be quite important to talk about and to share if you guys feel comfortable doing that is actually sharing how much we charge because I think knowing what other people in your industry are charging gives you as you were saying Millie like a a market sort of idea of what other people are charging and you can base yourself off of that I know I've talked to I'm not going to name them but I've talked to some designers who are bigger than me and ask them what they charge. I've just, you know, gone into their DMs and been like, would you mind sharing with me what you charge? And they've told me, and it's like 10 times the amount I'm charging. Yeah, always the way. But it's because they're bigger than me and I know I can work towards that. I know it's possible. It's just kind of good to to get an idea. So um, seeing as I brought it up, I'm happy to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So I won't go into like in depth of like the different packages and stuff, but essentially, Um, So my mini brand package that I was talking about earlier is £600, which is essentially mood board, logo design, couple of like variations and that's that. So the most basic is £600, which is funny because that's what I used to charge for like one of my most expensive packages. So it's funny how things evolve and change. I then have a print package and a social media package, which is full brand strategy, full branding and then two additional brand assets. So I don't necessarily have a big package that is just logo design because I believe in my personal opinion that you need more than just a logo for yeah, your brand great. so my print and my social media packages which are my most popular ones they start at £1,200 um, obviously it depends on the amount of assets and how complicated the logo is and stuff like that but that's what they start out and then my biggest package which is web and branding because I do web design as well that is 2, because web design is a big task mm-hmm. um So yeah, that's my most expensive one. But um, I have had a lot of big inquiries. I've had people come to me and their budget's been 10 grand before. Um, So you know, it definitely is possible. I think I'm trying to think about what the most amount of money I've charged for a project is probably around the 1800 pound mark because I've not long increased my prices. Sort of when I went into Wildflower, I increased them. And I haven't booked a web package since I've done that. So I think the highest has been about 1,800.
0: Living the dream, girl, (laughs) living the
2: dream. Like a deposit that I will get now on my project, which is a 50% deposit is actually more than what I charged at like the end of last year, which is just crazy. Um, to think how much it's increased in such a short amount of time but it's definitely possible what I find interesting so, yeah. about
1: that as well is have you found um that you're that people have sort of pushed back against those prices or are people just like yeah go for it
2: yeah I mean definitely I had um I was talking to Abby before we started filming this actually I had a client come to me recently um I was fully booked a few months ago when they came to me um, and at that time um I think I quoted her about 700 pound for the particular Thing that she was asking for. We then she recontacted me recently, and I went in. And I said, "Look, I'm really sorry. I just can't be charging you what I quoted you before. I totally understand. You know, if you want to have a discussion about this, I said, typically now I would be charging about one thousand three hundred pound for what you've asked for." And she went, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> so to think, if that's I, I mean? if I had booked that client a few months ago, I wouldn't have. You know, I could have made even more money. Did you know? know what I mean? Did you
1: know what her budget was? not a, not to start with but i did the second no, so that's what i mean acquired. her budget her budget could have been two and a half grand and which it was like, you actually. were originally yeah. saying seven yeah when you were saying two it's 700 quid she was like a bargain exactly but then you have also got to be careful there as well if say for example somebody comes to you and they're thinking oh i'm probably going to spend like two grand on branding and then you go okay oh yeah for that package it'll be 200 pounds, and they're like they won't go with that, you that, why no. is it so cheap they won't you have got to be kind of careful mm-hmm. when you're looking at clients and think about what they're even if they don't tell you their budget. Look at their business. Look at their outgoings. Mm-hmm. Look at sort of their sort of size, their reputation. Are they going to be wanting to spend a lot of money on their on their branding? Because if you then come at them with two hundred quid, they're going to go. Well, she's obviously. And no this good. is
2: this is what I find is like a really important thing. The more you charge, the more skilled and the more professional you come across to people.
1: Yeah, and the higher the higher um, end clients you. Have- like, attract yeah. we and the more. Sort like, of... I've
2: had a few questions or, or people chat to me in the past, and they've been like, you know, is it true that the more you charge, the more clients you actually attract? And I would genuinely say that's true on the most part. Yeah. Obviously, don't <laughs> get me wrong, I have a lot of people that ghost me, but it's no more than I had ghost me when I charged 120 quid. It's the same amount yeah, of people. It's the same. I
0: was going to say, I have less people now ghost me now that my prices are higher, mm-hmm. which I found, I find crazy. So I thought, as soon as I put my, my prices up, I thought, I'm going to get so many people that are going to go to me, but it's actually changed and switched it up. And now I have so many people that want to work with me because my prices are higher, because they know Mm -hmm. they're going to get a lot more value. And I think that's like with anything you do, like say, for example, if you're going to go and buy a television, you're not going to go and buy a hundred pound one. You're probably going to go and spend 300 pounds because you know that that television is going to be a lot better. better. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. The higher it costs generally the the better it is. So That's I think it. the same goes for service based things as well. So I always tell yeah. people, you know, you get what you pay for. If you if you're out there charging a hundred pounds for a branding package, you're probably not gonna get as many deliverables, you're probably not gonna get as much experience. I'm not necessarily gonna say talent because obviously if you're just starting out, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not as talented, but there
1: are there are a lot of things to think about. Um, the thing is that it's a, it's a difficult one to talk about because just because um, somebody's charging less doesn't mean that they they're, they're going to provide exactly. like not as good work. Yeah. But say for example if somebody's charging 100 pounds for a whole branding package then ideally you want to be ch- you want to be churning out say at least one of them a day. Say depending on what your outgoings mm-hmm. are as a, as an individual say you're you want to be earning say a grand a week or you want to be earning 500 pounds a week it depends on how much you personally are looking to earn yeah so if you're happy if you're happy with earning a hundred pound a day because you can churn out a brand package in a day then perfect okay but if you're churning out a brand package and it takes you three days and you're charging hundred pound for it and you really want to be earning like a grand a week mm. then something's not right there you need to be sort of tailoring your prices yeah my,
2: my projects take like six weeks
1: yeah well this is what i mean so surely if you're charging I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 100 pounds for a logo or a branding package or whatever it is that you offer, you've got to be doing it quick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because otherwise yeah, you, you can't be making money on it. Um, and if, if you're not making money on it then and you're doing it because it's a passion or because it's just like a little earner on the side and you're not really that fussed mm-hmm. about the money making side of it, then that's great. But if you are trying to make a living out of it and you're trying to grow it, then you do ideally need to be looking at, okay, this is how much I need to be earning. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is how much I need to charge to earn that. Exactly.
2: Sometimes you have to be almost a little bit, not self-centered, but you have to sort of think, okay, what do I want to be earning? You know, it's Mm -hmm. possible. So if I'm charging this amount, it's not going to get me to where I want to be. And I think that that's a big consideration. So would you guys feel comfortable in
0: sharing sort of how much you charge? Yeah, of course. So mine, so like the startup package that I offer starts from around £600. And depending Mm -hmm. on the style um, of the logo, that is when it can vary. So in my startup package, I will have like the main logo, submark logos, logo marks, brown patterns. I will have like a brand guidelines document um, typography everything like that so that is the 600 pounds so then depending yeah, so more on more or less
2: the same the same as my yeah so then depe-
0: yeah depending on the style of it that is when it will change so obviously if it is just typography based it's going to be more towards the 600 pounds but if there's anything in there that they want within their brand pattern that is illustrative or within the logo then it's going to be a price increase and then I basically have another package so it's the that startup package with a load of social media content and some other deliverables as well, that's when it's edging towards more of like the 1,000 pound mark. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet charged 1,000 pounds because <laughs> I'm I'm at that like edge where I'm like edging on it and I'm- It's a bit of a um, milestone, isn't it? It is and yeah. for me, even reaching like 600 pounds was a massive milestone for me because- thing. Yeah, for me, I used to charge like £100, 135 pounds for that package and to me like, like it's just crazy to think that I'm charging 600 pounds now and booking clients consistently with that um I just think it's such a like I'm just yeah it's overwhelming thinking that I'm on that now and Um, also sort of touching on what Millie said about like how fast you're working
2: I remember um you used to work with quite a lot of clients a month didn't you
0: that's it and the thing is a lot has changed for me so my whole branding strategy and everything that I do now the whole reason of how I've managed to increase my prices is because I'm offering a lot more. Yeah. Although I'm working with less clients, my deliverables and everything that I'm offering have upped. And for example, like... But it's, it's not even your deliverables though, is it? It's your process. Yeah, that's it. So, the mood boarding, the everything. analysis, mm-hmm. everything that, that,
1: that goes into that that you wouldn't be able to offer if you were charging 100 pounds for a logo guy because it's just impossible. Yeah, for example,
0: yeah. like I used to do everything through my DMs and for me mm. like that was so unprofessional and even just changing it over to emails that boosted my confidence because I felt like, "Oh, like I'm a businesswoman now, like I'm doing it through <laughs> emails." Um so that that definitely helped me doing that and then yeah, just everything within my process. Like I never used to send over like a brand proper brand proposal document. Yeah. I would literally just send them like the art a&G. on illustrator yeah, like, <laughs> yeah i would just send them like a jpeg of like four images that is of, exactly like, what I the used logo to mm-hmm. and like yeah. for me i just think like i was crazy doing that but like that was my progress back then and that yeah. like every, if things are going to change whilst well, you progress and the reason yeah. why i've managed to charge more is because everything has changed for me and i've as i've progressed i've known what to change adding in a brand proposal going through emails and that is how I've managed to sort of increase my prices and don't get me wrong like I want to increase my prices even more and I'm at the stage where I don't know what else I can offer someone to increase my prices so I'm sort of like stuck on that Mm -hmm. point at the moment which is really hard for me like trying to get over that a thousand pound mark like what else can I add that Mm -hmm. is going to be valuable and I guess it's it's something that I'm going to have That's it, I'm going to have to pick up some more things to learn and something else yeah. to offer to be able to get past that mark. But that is what I charge. Then, and yeah. I'm yeah. pretty proud of like where I've come from and mm-hmm. what I'm charging now. You so. should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel like as well, if you're listening to this
2: and you're like, how do I know when to increase my prices? Because that's another thing I get asked a lot. Yeah. I feel like using your process as sort of a benchmark to do that is a really good idea. Because I'm exactly the same as Abby. When I first started, I think I honestly think I used to charge about 60 pound um and then to £120 for like my most basic standard package. And I yeah, used to do a mood board. <laughs> and then about five logo concepts, um, which isn't something we're going to touch on today, but I used to do a ton of concepts. And I would just literally export the artboards and send them over yeah. as a JPEG. What, exactly why did same, I ever yeah. do that but <laughs> looking at the comparison I can be like okay yeah what
0: I was charging then was what I was worth
2: but and you were comfortable to... with that
0: as well so I think exactly. that's a good point to make is that like whatever you feel comfortable you com- have to be comfortable yeah. if you feel yeah. comfortable charging £100 for your branding package then you crack on but you yeah, will soon fine. learn that you have a lot more value to give and then that is when you can I think increase it's a confidence your prices thing. 100% yeah. yeah
1: oh definitely this time
0: Last year, not even this
1: time last year, much much later in the year actually, I remember having a conversation with someone in my DMs who was saying to me, you um, you are really good at what you do. You should be charging five times what you mm-hmm. currently charge. And there was absolutely nothing that that guy could have said to me that would have made me believe that I actually could charge five times yeah. what, I could, what I was currently charging. Because I didn't feel comfortable with it. And this is like, if I was to turn around tomorrow and say, okay, um, my basic package starts from five grand... I just wouldn't be able to get behind no, there, me, nor would I like, you have you have to you have to feel like the the pricing that you're that you're putting out mm. there is justified. But I'm
2: telling you now there are designers out there who are freelancing like us owning their own small businesses like us and they charge 10, 15, 20 grand for branding. I know, it's crazy. And they do and they're just like <laughs> us. Fair. I'm obviously not going to name any yeah. of them but they do, and that's obviously what I'm working towards. But it's about how you sort of position yourself as well and how you come across on your social media, on your website, your yeah. tone of voice, everything that you know we tell other people to do in their branding. their are <laughs> just gonna
1: say that, their yeah. Brand. Imagery, well, put your everything. own advice into practice. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So I think increasing your prices is just it's partially a confidence thing, and it's partially um like a you you tend to know. When you're like, okay, I'm yeah. not, I'm not charging enough. I need to, I need to up that.
0: Do you know bit. Yeah. Do you know what? It's just reminded me that I had a client and I think I charged around like two hundred and fifty pounds for a package, and I remember doing it, and she absolutely loved it, nailed it first time, and I sent her like my remaining. Um, co- What's it called? Invoice. Mm-hmm. And she literally sent me an email back saying, "Oh, I've added a hundred pounds onto this. Wow. Sent it to you because I that's happened to me. Before. I just I just <laughs> feel like what you're charging isn't enough. And then from that enough. point, I literally increased my price by a hundred pounds because that gave me that little boost of confidence, confidence. to think, "Oh, so no, it's it's possible, if someone's willing to pay mm. that extra hundred pounds, then I'm just gonna test the waters, see what people yeah. react to it. And then as soon as someone else says okay to that brown package. Like you're flying, that like your confidence has boosted, mm-hmm. and that's when you know that's like, all you need. Yeah, that's yeah. when you know you can you just start need charging more. One person, that's to go, it. Oh yeah, no, that price is fine. And you're like, oh, I am. And that's that why money. I feel <laughs> like not showing your prices on your websites and your social media is really good because mm-hmm. you can essentially sort of just test the waters every now and then and increase your prices even if it is like fifty, yeah, nobody 50 will pounds, know. and no one mm. will know because you, you're just testing the waters. Yeah. you're not having yeah. to do like okay, hi guys, I'm
2: upla- I'm updating my yeah. Instagram stories. Um, <laughs> this is my new pricing. This is my massive explanation on why I feel like I need to justify charging an extra 50 pound. No, you don't need to do any You don't need of to do that. And no. it's really important to remember, you can lower your prices. If you yeah. you decide, right, I'm gonna try charging 500 pound and you feel like you're getting ghosted a bit more, you're not really gaining those clients, you can lower it again. Yeah. It's not no an one issue. No Exactly. Yeah.
1: A big thing for me as well, I always, my argument when people would message me were like, your prices aren't high enough. I would always come back with, well, I don't feel like the demand's there. Mm-hmm. It's all about, it is all about um, Which is why I and, consider it in my strategy, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely important to to consider in the strategy. Because if you've got people, say you're charging £200 for a, for a branding package and you have got so many, you've got inquiries coming out your ears. You literally have got so many people we want to work with you like that's what happens when stuff is in the demand you put your prices up because mm-hmm. then obviously you're going to turn away the people who actually don't value what you're providing yeah I remember sense. when I first started so, and yeah.
2: I feel like we probably touched on this a little bit in the last episode when I first started I was like oh my god I'm not getting clients and then every single inquiry would be like yep yeah, let's do it let's do it I want that I want to work with that person even if yeah. I felt like they weren't right for me um but as you do progress and as you, you know, as you grow a little bit bigger, you do start to get more inquiries. And if you're sat there thinking, Oh, that's never gonna happen to me, it will. Trust me. It happened, it will. This happen. is a yeah.
1: Another Mike Jander tip, which I'll um drop in here, is that he says that if you're green lighting all of your projects and something's wrong, mm-hmm. So if if you are getting every single inquiry that comes through he goes, Yep, yeah, that price is fine, yep, yeah, that price is fine, you're not charging yeah. enough because I found what, that you should the, the ideal sort of number to be sitting around is around about 60 to 70% of your project should be going ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's lower than that, then your prices might be a bit too high. If it's higher than that, then your prices are too low. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. that definitely makes sense. You don't, yeah. So if if to, if everybody's jumping at it and being like, yes, definitely, let's go for that, it means that they think they're getting a really good deal. Like,
0: you need to be turning a few people away. A yeah, 100%. So with the pricing, yeah. did you want to share how much... Yeah, no, I'm quite happy to or, yeah.
1: I, don't, I don't run off of packages okay. though. Mm-hmm. So um, mine um, Is very sort of tailored And I do definitely go after the. So yours is just sort of like a project based
2: well. Looking at the inquiry Yeah, so
1: I have, I like to have sort of like Baselines mm-hmm. so that I'm not just plucking A number out of thin yeah. air So say like a baseline um, So what I'd call like a, a Standard branding package So it'd be like a logo suite um, Brand marks Uh, Your color palette fonts, um, what I call like a texture or pattern pack. So anything overly illustrative or custom wouldn't be included in this. But like, say for example, like a Submark pattern or Mm -hmm. some Procreate textures or something like that. Like they will be included based on the vibe of the brand. And then I do like a little bit of um, sort of guidance on imagery direction and tone of voice. That starts at around about £500. Mm -hmm. And then anything, social media... Um, sort of anything to do with that, I add on like another two hundred quid. Yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah, for that straight away. And then any any sort of uh, extra assets that they need in terms of print or packaging or marketing. Or sometimes I get people um, who ask me to do their like their business documentation and things like that. Um, that's all obviously extra as well. And then web design is its whole own mm-hmm. thing, so I couldn't even give you like a roundabout price for that because it literally depends. Yeah, no, I totally. <laughs> on the agree. Thing.
2: 'Cause like I'm I'm the same. If I get a project that comes along and they want just a basic website, it's obviously gonna be my starting price of two thousand four hundred. But if yeah. they come to me and they're like, Okay, I want a full e-commerce website with a blog, that yeah. is obviously yeah. gonna be like quite <laughs> price because that is so
1: much yeah. work. Um But I do I do also offer like especially I don't really bother with this if I'm really busy, but say for example if I'm having a bit of a quiet month and like I wanna book in someone a little bit lower, I do offer like a, a light mm-hmm. package. But my sort of mentality is that I will never drop my prices just because I don't feel like I'm getting enough mm-hmm. work. I will only, I will only drop my, bri- my prices to reflect the services that I'm yeah, offering. Yeah, I think that's a really to good say, point say if so, Yeah. So if someone comes to me and says, oh, well, I've only got a £200 budget, and I'll say, okay, that's fine. I can do you a logo, uh, a limited logo suite and a colour palette. Um, and uh, say, for example, if you want me to do fonts and stuff, then the sort of um, discovery process is going to be a lot more limited. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do as much competitor analysis. I'm not going to um, do such an in-depth mood board. But then I also try and look at the client as well. So if a client comes to me and I think that they do need the bigger package, then say, for example, they're trying to launch a product-based business that is going to really, Mm -hmm. really need the branding, then I'll say to them, look, come back to me in six months' time once you save the money up. Whereas if someone comes to me and is like, oh, I'm just starting up um, a little Etsy business where I'm going to sell some handmade shit that I've made at home. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, fine. Like, you definitely need branding. It doesn't doesn't have to be as, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like mad good. It just needs to, you need to have a brand identity. But it's all about the service that you're going to offer and the time, obviously, that's going to be invested in that.
2: Do you guys have like a set, like amount of
1: revisions and like extra charges for extra revisions and stuff like that yeah I do have a set amount of revisions but I tend I don't actually have an idea of what I would (laughs) charge if people go over that I'm I'm so used to people being so terrified of like oh but I've already had my two revisions (laughs) like usually um if I like the client I'll just push it a little bit anyway because like at the end of the day I feel like my job is to make sure that they Mm -hmm. love what they get it's just I have had clients in the past. I had a, a client who I didn't even get on with, and he pushed it to like eight revisions, wow. and I hadn't put I hadn't put it in my contract, so there was nothing oh. I could do about it. So we just ended up terminating the project because I was like, I don't like you, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, do any more work for I you. Guess. You're not going to pay me any more money. But yeah, I do I do put it in my contract, but I think that's, that's I, kind think, of, I, I think I think revisions is yeah. like one
2: of them things that I've always sort of had in place. It was one of the first things I really started to implement when I first mm. got a contract and stuff like that. Um, I personally do like two revisions and then I'll charge extra I never really have to go over those two revisions but if I do I tend to think of it in a more of an hourly rate kind of thing and I think it's about thinking as well what constitutes a revision are they asking you to like add in a tagline or are they asking you to literally change the concept yeah Um, yeah
1: oh that's yeah exactly like if somebody asked me to change the whole concept more than once I'd be like no this is yeah. nothing." but if somebody like a client might come to me and go okay I've been thinking and I've decided that I don't like this colour palette and I'd like to go for a completely different colour palette then that would count as a revision yeah. to me yeah. but say if they came if they came back and was like yeah could you just move that like that I just bit, do it I, I don't okay. yeah. I, I, yeah. I call them like tweaks versus revision yeah
2: Um, so yeah, I think, I think little things like that is, is just like a, you can just sort of gauge and it doesn't really matter. I feel like with things like that, you don't have to have set prices. Um, you know, I've charged 40 pound for an extra revision before, but it it depends how much work it is really. But I think it is something to consider as well. depends on how busy you are at the time as well, I suppose. I was going to say, I
0: don't, I think in my contract, I do three revisions, but I don't think I've ever gone over that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would charge if, I had a revision yeah. I think I think I do have in my contract that there will be fees um but because it hasn't happened yet I'm like it's fine I don't have to like come up with price yeah
2: talking about issues in the industry is also another subject that I think we should touch on because you know I get asked so many questions and I feel like I am a bit of a voice in the community for talking up about stuff like this. Um, hasn't always gone as to plan in the past, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, so I'm gonna ask you both a question. Um, so what is your sort of biggest pet peeve when it comes to pricing? It can be anything to do with clients or business owners or like other designers. What's your pet peeve?
0: I think this is, it's so hard because like we don't wanna step on any mm-hmm. designer's toes and I don't wanna, yeah, I think it's really hard because obviously the main thing I think within the industry is people undervaluing themselves and
1: mm-hmm.
0: charging say I think it's like the 10 pound pre-made logos that really get yeah. me I mean if you're if you're trying to make a living by doing that then crack on go ahead but it does have an effect on us and our clients because when yes. you get a client coming to you saying oh but I've seen this account doing it for 10 pound why are you charging me 500 mm-hmm. pounds that is gonna that is gonna have an effect on me so I think the thing is though I'd sorry to interrupt okay. you Abby, but
1: I just want to jump in on this one because the thing is, I try to not let myself worry about it because yeah. if a, if a client actually thinks that one of those ten pound logos is gonna have the same value as you're a not what that they're pay for. a grand for, <laughs> yeah, fine, go for a ten with, grand, yeah. yeah, go for a ten pound logo. I'm not interested in working with you. I want to work with people who recognise the value in branding, yeah. yeah, and they they understand that a ten pound pre made logo that they can get done that somebody literally has already got made and they're just going to type in their business name there's no strategy behind that it's not going to do anything for your business it is pointless so i I would rather work with people who understand that i plaster that
2: all over my website i have like a we're for you if and i think one of the one of the points is you understand the investment that branding is in your business because i think we see it a lot in the beauty industry like nail techs,
1: especially yeah. people like that. I mean, that works for them. I mean there exactly. there is a market for the cheap yeah. logos and there is nothing wrong and I don't think there's anything wrong either on capitalising on that market. Yeah. So if you if you are a designer who is, say, charging fifty quid for a logo, then all right, that's fine, but that you 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 target that market and I'll target my yeah. market. Yeah. And they're completely different. We offer completely different services and we offer them for completely different. And price I think points. it's important to that's remember fine. as well,
2: like we were saying earlier they charge that little like for a reason like they're probably most likely just doing a logo and they're probably most likely doing it in a day we're doing full branding like professional scale branding they're two completely different things and i think the line gets blurred between um clients and business owners because they don't really understand that too much which is why on my page i like to talk about and try and educate people into what it is it is
1: really important for us to educate business owners who don't necessarily know enough about or well, not know enough, but like they don't know a lot about it yeah. anyway. About it's not their it's not their industry; it's our industry. Mm-hmm. It's our job to sort of explain why it's important and to pro- provide that service, um, and to sort of justify why that service is there. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's just yeah, it's just one of those things. Like you get what you pay for. So 100%. yeah, is there
0: a, is there any other pet peeves that people have? Um, my pet peeve
1: is um, that the fact that people come into the industry. And we'll see, we'll see those £10 logos and think that's all they can charge. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes me sad. I
2: think that that's another sort of, sort of issue surrounding those smaller £10 logo pages is that new designers will expect
1: that's what they need to be charging. To to be charging. And it makes it, um, this is what I mean, like me sat here and saying, okay, if if they're that sort of client, then I'm not interested anyway. There are going to be people who are new to design who think, oh, but I want to get as many clients as I can. So I need to be charging as low as possible. Yeah. But then you're just massively undervaluing yourself. Yes, okay, everybody will learn it eventually. Like, we've all been there. We've all charged £50 for a logo and look at us now. So it's it's they will get there. But it just makes me sad. And it also makes me sad that there are clients out there who do understand the value of... Mm-hmm. Um, branding and will be quite happy to take advantage of young and inexperienced designers who don't know how much they should be charging.
2: I mean, in my personal opinion, I have had a few haters in the past. I've had people tell me I charge crazy high prices. And I've had people say things like, oh, but you're just a student. And I think it's really important to touch on the fact that it doesn't matter that I'm a student. I've been running a yeah. business for a year. That's what matters. Yeah. You could get an um, somebody that say graduated a year ago that's brand new into this but in yeah. speaking in sort of business terms, I would have more experience with them because I've worked with more clients and worked in a year. So I think if you are coming into this and you are a student, it does not matter. If you're like, oh, I'm gonna wait until I graduate to start my business, it does not matter. Like no, it if doesn't. anything, it's use me as an relevant. example, like I've, I've managed yeah. to grow this business while I've been, I think I started it up in between my first and second year of uni and now I'm nearly yeah, graduated. I that yeah. um, and I've like basically set
1: myself up with a graduate job all on my own so see this is the thing so like it's really interesting to look at us three as well because i think we're all very similar but uh-huh. very had sort of very different journeys so like obviously abby you didn't even go to uni Nope. <laughs> so you you could be sat there and be like oh but i didn't go to uni so i can't charge enough like that's that's completely irrelevant mm-hmm, yeah. whether you're qualified like qualified no. or not like
2: yeah dirty yeah corners,
1: qualified um and then obviously you've got katie who you literally started your business and ran with it yeah like, you proper went for it whereas then I started my business same as you between first and second year but didn't really know what I was doing Mm -hmm. and was only doing it here and there and everywhere and didn't actually realize the value of what I was doing and actually start putting time into it and um, doing passion projects all that sort of thing until a year ago. So actually as much as I say that I've been freelancing for four years I've actually only really been doing it properly for a year Mm -hmm. if that makes sense this is
2: what i say i've i've been putting uh, updating my website recently i've put in the about Mm. page i have i actually have five years of design experience (laughs) because i've been designing and in you know the world of design since i was 16 but i've been in the industry for just over a year so i say while i have five years of design experience i have a year of industry experience which is what, what i like to say and i think it just sort of brings back on that point that like everybody is on their own journey so yeah exactly you know i mean look at us three we've all come at different angles we're, we're all in completely yeah. different but similar situations at the same time so really going into your pricing and your strategy and looking at things like your experience your demand your skill they're
1: all really important things that should be factoring yeah. into your cost so uh, this is yeah what i was gonna say about like with with Katie obviously you're still at uni Mm -hmm. so you're are you in your third third year yeah yeah I'm nearly graduated now (laughs) yeah but so you're you're in your third year of uni and because of the amount of time and the amount of skill that you've managed to um, develop in that time while you're at uni you're charging more than me who's like a year out of Mm -hmm. uni and been doing it the same amount of time because it, it just depends on how quickly you develop and how much time you put into it yourself. Like mm-hmm. everybody is on a completely different journey. Like it's such a personal thing with pricing. I'm
2: going to let you all into a secret now. And I, I'm going to talk about this um, in a, f- a few episodes, but I have learned more from running my own business than I have from three years of a design degree. Mm. I completely regret oh, going so. to uni. I haven't learned anything. <laughs> and that, obviously that's my personal opinion. There will be people that have learned a lot from uni, don't get me wrong, but me personally... Uh, in my final year, my projects have been such higher quality compared to my first and second year because I've been practicing regularly through working yeah. with clients
1: and, and, you know, doing my own business. So definitely. Oh, I definitely, definitely noticed the difference once I started yeah. freelancing. And if I had done a client project and I learned something through that, then I would take it into my uni and it should have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. It should have been me learning things at uni for me to put into my client work. But I was learning stuff in the real world and thinking, Oh, that would work well for my submission. Like it shouldn't be like that, but it mm-hmm. but it is. So I experience think experience is I think I am gonna go in thing. with
2: my pet peeve now and sort of start wrapping this up. Yeah, go for it. My pet peeve is when people come into my dms and we have touched on this and they go, How much is a logo? Oh. <laughs> yeah I don't I don't do logo design I do branding they're two completely Mm. different things and I feel like a lot of people don't don't understand this but I do I get loads and loads of people that don't even say hi they just go how much for a logo or do you design logos (laughs)
0: yeah like do you make logos (laughs) I think with anything like that if I get a DM like that I ignore it yeah, I don't too. even bother because they've said about pricing like that's the, the only thing it's on price their mind shopping. Yeah, price shopping. Yeah. anything on their mind and if no. if I say a price they'll probably ghost me anyway because someone can do it for a lot cheaper I remember yeah.
2: I entertained one of these DMs once it was a man oh, no. <laughs> I don't work with men anyway because that's just my it's, it's my business I do feminine brands whatever but he was yeah. like okay how much for logo and I told him and he was like what? <laughs> oh my god why is it so expensive it it and i was like well so it's like bye then and he was <laughs> almost he was almost like patronizing me a little bit like why do yeah. you charge that much that's ridiculous i could go and get that done cheaper somewhere else like fine yeah go for it i i don't care yeah. <laughs> go but, get it but done he asked somewhere. the question what yeah, was he expecting honestly, like honestly. yeah but it's
1: just oh, it's so frustrating there was on this topic there's a thing that i had to find it mid through this podcast because i was like i have to share this it's so good um when i i don't know if either of you to have listened to the podcast episode that I did with Mike Jander yeah. a little while ago. Um, it's very good. But um, there, he did a sort of like, he explains to me and the co-host on there, Mark, um, a sort of pyramid of why people buy mm-hmm. so and what motivates people to buy. So I thought I'd go through that because it is so important when you think yeah. about who is buying from you and whether you should be valuing them as, as clients or not. So it's like a five... Level pyramid. Mm-hmm. If you want to visualize it in that way, the bottom level is price. So this is these people. This is the people who is jumping in your lo- in your DMs and going, "How much for logo?" They will then ask the next person and the next person and the next person. They don't care about what that person is offering. Mm-hmm. They will just choose the lowest price. It would be like somebody asking yeah. me
2: and Abby how much we charge. Me and Abby could not be more opposite in our style of uh, yeah. design. <laughs> so why would you yeah. ask uh, both of us? Just, Clearly, they're just yeah. trying to find who's going to do it for the cheapest. They don't. Yeah. They don't care about our style.
1: No, exactly. And if they're looking for the cheapest and there is people out there who charge ten pounds for a logo and they don't care about your style, they don't care about your process, they don't care about your expertise or anything like that, then That's for them. You don't want you don't yeah, you don't wanna be bothering no. yourselves with those people anyway. The next level up is convenience. So this could be a case of um, they'll come into my DMs and say how much for logo and uh, they'll go into Katie's DMs and say how much for logo. Whereas I'll say, Okay, you've gotta wait so you've got to wait six months and Katie will say oh, I can do it next month. The yep. person will perhaps be looking for something quick. Yeah. So they'll say, "Okay, I'll, I'm quite happy to, to pay double as much because I know that this person can do it quicker." Yeah. So they're the convenience people. Then you've got the next level, which is where you want to be. They are the quality shoppers. Mm-hmm. So they are buying because they like your style, they like your process, they value what it is that you're that they're going to be buying from you. Um. So that is obviously where you. That's like your your main level three is the 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 standard which you is want why to it's also important
2: That's... to make sure that you're almost in a way selling yourself through your social yeah. media on your website because if people can't find your process if people can't find all of your projects they're probably just gonna yeah. you know move on to the next
1: yeah so people aren't going to care if you're expensive they're not going to care if they have to wait six months for you it's because they know that your work that you're producing is amazing so it's it's all about quality then the next level up is kind of what casey just touched on them which is relationship Mm -hmm. so this is what i know you guys are both very good at with your instagrams it's about people know who you are and they they feel like they know you they feel like they um are going to have a good experience with you and they might even have already chatted to you a little bit in dms so they feel like they want to go to someone that they've spoken to before and they know what they talk like and they know what their sort of personality they feel like is. They like know, know They they're going to gel with them. Yeah. yeah. So there's that whole relationship thing. So say, for example, um, Abby talks on her stories every day. People feel like they know her. Um, say, for example, I do, but say if I didn't speak on my stories, nobody, people would prefer to go to Abby because they feel like they know her. Yeah? Yeah. And they feel like that relationship is already built. And then the very top level is reputation. Mm-hmm. So these people who are shopping for reputation do not care about the price. They don't care if they have to wait two years. They don't care about whether it's good or not, but they know it is. And they're not particularly fussed about the relationship. These people could not have an Instagram account or a LinkedIn account and they wouldn't care. But it's Pentagram. or Oh, yeah. Another huge design agency. They're gonna buy from them because it's because it's them. So this is like the Googles and the Burger Kings and all of those. Massive are you gonna pay for Netflix
2: see. or are you gonna pay for Brick Box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. reputation which is yeah, which is exactly. another reason why branding is so important because you can't have that
1: reputation yeah. without branding. No, exactly that. So it means obviously it depends on where you're where you're sitting, but if you kind of try and touch um Touch on the brand. Touch sorry. Touch on the the point of the pyramid where you want to be. So say if if you want to be those people who don't care about the um, the price, the convenience, or the quality, you want to build on the relationship. Then you're gonna. That relationship will be the most important thing if you want to build up to the reputation thing it's really hard to become a really reputable branding agency like you're not going to become a reputable branding agency overnight and it's going to take a really long time before people only care about your reputation and nothing else that's what i'm working towards (laughs) yeah i mean that's the dream and that's why it's the top point of the pyramid but it's a good way to sort of look at what motivates people and Mm.
2: um you want to avoid those clients that are price shopping and are shopping for convenience
1: yeah Yeah. exactly yeah exactly that but it's it it is also quite good for your own confidence because Mm -hmm. if you can recognize those people and you realize that no i'm sitting on the quality tier here i'm offering a really good service yes all right it might be not be the most convenient because you've got to wait a couple of weeks or you've got to wait a couple of months and yeah i'm charging good money for it so i'm not cheap if you are happy that you are sitting in the convenient in the sorry sitting in the quality tier then it doesn't matter that you're not convenient and you're not cheap because you know that you're justified mm-hmm.
2: i think that's a really really good way of looking at it i haven't i, I haven't seen before but i've never I think heard that, that really either good. but that's it's like a really amazing. good way
1: I, yeah I definitely, <laughs> thank you I use for sharing it, your so. wisdom with us <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's okay it's mike janders i'm not taking any Ugh. credit for that so uh yeah find him on instagram he, he posts some very good stuff
2: <laughs> okay is that I'm going to uh, wrap this up now by asking you a question Millie and that is what is your one piece of advice for startup freelancers who are trying to figure
1: out their pricing? Okay so I've thought about a lot about this one because it's quite hard to like put it into one piece of advice but this is a good one for sort of anyone who is whether they're just started out or they've been doing it a little while and they're a little bit scared to raise their prices. If you are a little bit unsure about it add 20% onto what you're doing and just see what happens. Like add fifty percent on to see what happens. Always, I actually went through a little phase at the end of last year where I would I sit in an office with my family and I would say to them, right, I'm going to I want to charge this much, but I'm going to charge this much, and they'd all go, good for you. And then I would land a client, <laughs> and I'd be oh, like, wow. That. So <laughs> don't undersell yourself. Bump up your prices a little bit. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to negotiate it back down again, Like it's fine even if if they ghost you you,
2: you're going to find new clients in the future yeah
1: but even if they do ghost you you can chase them and say the price is negotiable like you don't have to say that at start but you could if you are worried and you really want the client say for example you you you're at the moment you're charging 200 pound but you really want to push it to 250 then send 250 if they don't come back to you come back and say um how about we could perhaps make it work for 200 pounds or something like that just until you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. but i guarantee you they'll probably just go for the 250 they
0: will and as soon as they do that your confidence is boosted and yep, you'll probably exactly. charge a little extra on the next project because you know that someone is willing to pay that 250 pounds
2: exactly. yeah so the moral yeah. of this episode has been just just do it just why, for not? It. why not why not go for to it. Press Test the water?
0: yeah <laughs> fake it till Literally you make sure. it so that was the episode on pricing and we hope that you all have gained some valuable information from this and obviously if you don't know what to charge i'm hoping that this has given you the confidence to sort of know a rough estimate of what we got we are charging obviously that is nothing to go from and you can charge exactly what you want to charge just charge what you are comfortable with but we're going to wrap this up and we hope you have enjoyed this episode
2: yeah, thank you so much to Millie for coming on here and sharing her wisdom. I have definitely
1: learned a thing or two. I've so. <laughs> learned a lot from this as well. Oh, I'm so pleased. Yeah, I have definitely learned a lot from the conversation as well. I think it that's the main thing. It's so important to talk about it. It is. It's it's a taboo subject, isn't it? If anybody is listening and wants to know a little bit more or wants some advice, feel feel free to drop me a message or Yeah.
2: Yeah, make sure to go and follow Millie over. Is it at @MJP Multimedia? Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah that's, that's it <laughs> <laughs> you'll find me there mm-hmm. right thank you so much for having me on
2: that that's okay we've really enjoyed having you and i think this has been a really great episode you've been our first official guest on the I podcast know. so so, so i hope i hope you enjoyed that we should have, have. some um, some more exciting guests coming up but i definitely think millie was a great one to start with So make sure to go and follow her over on her page um obviously go and follow us as well go and follow the (laughs) the off air um instagram page at off air pod because we're going to be sharing much more content over on there we're going to be uploading things about pricing we're going to be talking on the stories about pricing too so make sure to go and give us a follow over there but thank you all for listening um well done for making it this far in this what i'm imagining is going to be a very long episode and we will see you again with our next episode